installhub.com streamlining your installations hey you just like that another friday and it is almost the end of the month we've made it to the 31st of march so let's see what's been happening this week in this very busy industry kickstarting with this news car dealers could unlock up to 27 million pounds of additional revenue by selling home charges with every electric vehicle sale. Now, there were 267,000 new and 71,000 roughly used EV transactions recorded last year, and an even greater number is expected, of course, this year in 2023. Now, ChargePoint firm Go Zero Charge has estimated that 80% of those would be leads for a home EV charger sale. I mean, of course, makes sense. Now, the company is launching a trade partnership offering and claiming to offer industry-leading commission rates. David Wells, who is CEO at Go Zero Charge, said our holistic approach to support the automotive industry and its EV customers means that dealers and leasing companies can provide an extremely high-end home EV charger and incredible service at a highly competitive cost. We have launched the smartest EV charger available, so it makes sense that our offering to trade should be pretty smart too and enable partners to access a means of significantly boosting their revenue. In other EV news, the first Lamborghini EV will be a Grand Tourer, not a crossover. Now, Lamborghini president and CEO Stephen Wilkinman who said that the fourth model would cover a blind spot in the company's current lineup. He said it's going to be a new body style because what is missing in the lineup today is a GT. And I think this would be a good add on to the two super sports cars and, of course, the SUV. Um, I think if you're an EV enthusiast and, of course, you like Lamborghini, we don't really care. Just give us it. <laughs> Just give us it as quick as you can. But I'm sure Lamborghini are working on that. So how are solar roofs being used to power electric cars? Well, an EV that runs entirely on solar energy is still a pipe dream, but rooftop panels are showing up on models from Hyundai and, of course, Toyota. Now, every two years, engineering students from across the US compete in the American Solar Challenge, where around 10 schools cobble together a car designed to go as far as possible, powered exclusively by the sun. In 2022, the Massachusetts Institution of Technology took the top prize with a car that looked really like a ping pong table that had legs, but it did really quite well. An impressive 869 miles, which is really quite a way. Now, of course, there are just a few impracticalities to contend with. Um, they named it the Nimbus, this car, and it can't carry a passenger for one, let alone anything else. But it is deemed, you know, to be a star. And it seems silly, you know, these things that happen with schools and universities. But quite often, this is where ideas are born. So well done, everybody involved in that project. Now, speaking of solar, it is now viable even in rainy climates. So why aren't we making hay whilst while the sun doesn't shine? So the government's reluctance to require panels to be fitted on new homes in England from 2025 is remaining a bit of a puzzle, really. Solar power is now the cheapest way of generating electricity. This is according to the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. Now, in 30 years, solar has gone from the most expensive and unlikely candidate to help save us from the climate crisis 
to really a front runner. Now, among its great advantages is that panels mostly take only a day to install, the electricity can also provide hot water, and the surplus can be stored in a battery for later use, which we know is great for charging cars and so on, with no moving parts maintenance. Well, there are a few, but it's very minimal. Now, for households who can afford to have panels fitted to existing houses, the saving in heating and lighting bills has been enormous, particularly in the last year following the invasion of Ukraine and, of course, energy prices going through the roof. Excuse the pun. It's also increased the value of their properties. So now, do you think all roads are leading to Rome, Rome being solar panels now i've spoken to a lot of people personally about solar panels and they've looked at the installation and i think it's the installation cost where we're falling down it still remains really quite high so hopefully that will come into alignment and then everything will fall into place now as i've just stated people are frustrated because why aren't solar panels being implemented and why is it not law and all that. Well, listen to this. Michael Gove has actually approved a solar farm the size of 75 football pitches, despite local objections. Now, Divisive Shropshire Project will provide enough electricity to power over 8,500 homes. The Housing Secretary has approved the 40-hectare scheme, that's huge, which will include large banks of solar panels and six battery storage containers. Developers say the project will provide enough electricity to power 8,657 houses, to be precise, and save some 15,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide a year by providing greener energy. However, locals have opposed the scheme by arguing it will put off visitors to the area, which is on the border of an area for outstanding natural beauty. Telford and Wrecking Council had initially refused the planning permission in November 2021 after claiming the solar farm would spoil the landscape and result in significant harm to the character of the area. But maybe with all that I've just previously said, energy prices being hiked, maybe now it just makes sense. In other news this week, a large property fire involving roof solar panels was tackled by numerous firefighters in a residential road. On-call firefighters from Ferndown and whole-time firefighters from Redhill Park attended the reports of the fire at a property in Westwood Avenue on Monday, March the 27th at around 3.45pm. Upon arrival, crews found the property well alight and requested two further fire engines. These proceeded from Poole and Ringwood. The fire in the roof space involved the inverter for the property's solar panels and was eventually extinguished by firefighters wearing breathing apparatus using a hose reel jet and a main line. There were no injuries reported at the incidents. A building control officer from Dorset Council was requested to attend in order to inspect the integrity of the roof structure. Very sad news, but we are obviously very glad that there were no injuries reported. In other news, NASA is saying AI predictions may give time to prepare for solar storms. Now, like a tornado siren, basically, for life-threatening storms. Now, there is a new computer model that combines artificial intelligence and NASA satellite data that could sound the alarm for dangerous space weather. 
The model uses AI to analyse spacecraft measurements of solar wind, which is unrelating streams of material from the sun, and to predict where an impending solar storm will strike anywhere on Earth with 30 minutes of advanced warning. This could provide just enough time to prepare for these storms and prevent severe impacts on power grids and other critical infrastructure. It's a great idea, this, because if we did have time, you know, obviously damage would be done, but maybe we could prevent catastrophic things happening. Now, the sun constantly sheds solar material into space, both in a steady flow known as the solar wind and in shorter, more energetic bursts from solar eruptions. Now, when this solar material strikes Earth's magnetic environment, its magnetosphere, it sometimes creates so-called geometric storms. The impact of these magnetic storms can range from mild to extreme, but in a world increasingly dependent on technology, their effects are growing ever more disruptive, and any preventative for this is obviously needed. But the move has sadly seen the UK and Europe frozen out of the US markets as a result and was condemned as protectionist by Business Secretary Kemi Bandnotch. Written in the Times, Mr Hunt said Mr Biden was leading a distortive global subsidy race, arguing that long-term solutions to the threat of protectionism was not subsidy, but security. Staying on the path of green tech, Fairphone is a social enterprise company that designs and produces smartphones with a lower environmental impact and higher sense of social responsibility. The company was founded with the explicit aim to develop a smartphone that does not contain conflictive materials and ensure fair labour conditions along the supply chain and guarantees longer durability of each smartphone, which is fantastic stuff. Another sustainable phone as well is in fact the TerraCube, which is based in the US. USA, and that's financed via crowdfunding, offering a four-year guarantee. Every component of this no-frills smartphone is replaceable, including the battery. There is no glue, only screws, and the chassis is biodegradable, and the packaging is made out of recycled paper and printed with soya-based ink. Both phones' production have low supply chain footprints, sustainable-minded design, use of durable, replaceable or fixable components, and the end-of-life responsible practices, take-back system and or recycling program. As we know, phones aren't really great for the environment, so it's great to see what these two companies are doing. So that's all from me. You are now up to date in this very busy, thriving sector. I'll be back with you next Friday. Remember, Install Hub could help to streamline your installations, engage, track and manage customers and your installation life cycles with greater efficiency and simplicity. Just go to installhub.com. From everybody here, you have a fantastic weekend. And... <laughs>